Welcome to Chewing the Fruit. I'm Jules. And I'm Bex. Join us fortnightly every Sunday to talk rants, pants, and all things big girl pants. Bex, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Busy, as always, January. What's going on? New Year's resolutions. How yeah, busy, but I, you know, contrary to I think what a lot of people think, I absolutely love January. I know everyone's like, it's dark and I'm skin and all of that, and like the Christmas tree's down and the living room looks bare, but I love January. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, to be honest, I'm feeling like focused, ready for the year ahead, and I love the enthusiasm you get from new clients and current clients, you know, setting off with the new goals for the new year. I personally love it. Yeah, me too. I love that. And, you know, it's like, I love when the gym's busy and everyone, but everyone likes to see it's enthusiasm. Everyone's so excited and not even just fitness-based, but they're just excited about everything that they can achieve this year. And I think there needs to be more of that. And like, that should be nurtured and applauded that, People are setting themselves big goals and yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot of you listen as well on socials. People kind of digging out resolutions, especially people in the fitness space, kind of turning away from them, saying, you know, don't make resolutions. Fitness is about you know long term life, and it absolutely is. But to me, there's nothing wrong with going right New Year, fresh start. What do I want to achieve? Let's set some clear goals. Like I don't really see why there's a negative side to it other than if we're talking you know the facts the quick fixes those types of things yeah what is wrong with like a new year new me and do you know it's that whole thing of like people that are saying oh it should be like lifelong and it should be year round but if you don't start somewhere how do you make it lifelong in year round so you should applaud people i think that want to that want to start something new learn something new why would you not support somebody that's trying to make things better for themselves and for others? Like, yeah, I'll, I'm big on New Year's resolutions. I've always set New Year's resolutions. I'm not going to say I've always stuck to them because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. But, like, you've got to try, haven't you? Like, dream big. What one to be set for this year? What's the plan? So this year... Fitness-wise, I need to make mobility and flexibility and yoga and all this a much bigger part of my routine because yeah. practice what you preach and all that because I'm like, have you been stretching? Have you been doing yoga? <laughs> and I've got like old injuries from like a knee surgery I had and stuff. And it makes my training just so, so much better if I just take that, I mean, wee bit of time, 10 minutes in a day. Yeah, yeah. To make that a part of my day. So I was saying actually earlier, the first eight days of January, I did yoga every day. And then on Monday, I was like, I'm going to change my routine a wee bit and do it at lunchtime today because I was at my desk all day. I didn't do it. Didn't do it on Tuesday, didn't do it on Wednesday. So it's one of those things like, has my resolution failed already? No, of course not. I mean, what sort of limits did you put on it? What was the resolution? Was it just to introduce it? I just said you're going to do it however many times a week. I probably kept it like flexible because I think that can maybe hold you back. Seeing you're like, right, I'm going to do 25 minutes every day. 
when people are like, oh, I've only got 10 minutes, they're like, I can't manage my 25 minutes and it's off-putting. So I just, my resolution was just to do it more than I had been, which is fine. And the fact that I've missed it the last three days, I'm fine with it because I'm like, I've never identified, see if I don't do it early in the day and get it done, it just doesn't fit into the day. So I'm yeah. like, I've found a way that doesn't work. It doesn't work to say, oh, I'll take a break from my desk at lunchtime and do it because realistically, I won't. So I've now just identified a way that doesn't work. So that's a huge tick. What I about- think as well, it goes on personality types though, maybe because I think that sounds great. It takes the pressure off you to say, I'm just going to increase how often I do that. For me, I really need to like set myself almost like rules or I'm more likely to not do it. Okay. So like... One of my goals is to get back to like a structured routine with my strength training. However, because I'm now 36, I'm really working on shifting my focus from, you know, how heavy could I lift one rep maxes to thinking, you know, that is not beneficial. What does that bring to my party? So I'm focusing on consistency and trying to avoid injury, which doesn't go hand in hand. We're going in the gym and just trying to lift as heavy as I possibly can <laughs> all the time. Um, so I'm trying to get in the gym lifting consistently three days a week. And that's my goal. It doesn't have to be on a set day. It doesn't have to be a certain amount of time in there. Just going and kind of moving my body three so times a week. Tick that box three times yeah. a week and keep that. Like you say, it could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It could be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it's just keeping that consistency with it isn't it yeah have you got any that are outside of our realms fitness fat loss anything outside of that i want to actually read more and what i've been really guilty of you've maybe done this as well everything i've read in the last couple of years has either been business related or like self-development i'm like i'm only reading books that i can learn something from and while you read them you're full of ideas and all this which is absolutely fabulous and yeah completely need to do that but I'm going to try and get back to reading just novels, just something. It's relaxing. It takes you out of your day. It takes you away from the business. So, and also if you're reading an actual book, you can't be on your phone. So that kind of goes nicely with the yeah downtime and get away from, away from my phone. And that's weird. I literally, it's like you've looked in my diary. <laughs> I wrote that last September. And I said it to the girls in my group. We did a little goal setting session and I said, every book I read is about business, it's about fitness, whatever. And even when I'm going on holiday, like I'm sat at the pool reading something about fitness, which is fine. I like learning. But where do you get that switch off time that's about nothing but the story? So I started in September. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not flying through the library. Still maybe only get a chapter in a night or something, but... I'm really enjoying it, reading different stories and swapping books with my pals and stuff. So, yeah, I can recommend that one. I think it does lean in then to, because you know when you take time off and like you take a week's holiday or whatever, you come back and you feel more creative. Yeah. It's trying to keep those wee mini bursts of creativity and downtime in your day. Because like you might not be able to take a whole day off and go somewhere and completely switch your phone off. But like you say, a chapter a day. It's yeah. that. Well, I think it's hard when you love what you do. Yeah. Then you do get to a point, I felt like total burnout, where I think my creativity is like stopped. 
I haven't got the same passion for it. And then I realised, oh, it's because I've not actually had a single day not thinking about this. So, yeah, I totally get it. Do you not think that's partly because we have turned what, like, our hobby into our work? Yeah, so yeah. Because we started with love and fitness and thought, oh, I want to share this. Now, that line's kind of blurred between when are you doing things in fitness because it's your hobby and you're interested in it and you love it, and when is it work? And there's not such a, like, if I were still watching insurance, there would be a very definitive line between yeah. working and when I'm not. But, like, yeah. see, it's just what you're interested in as well. Yeah, and I set myself little targets all the time of, like, I'm not going to answer anybody on Sunday. I'm not going to do this on Sunday. And then I'm sitting down in the morning having a brew talking to somebody. But it's because I enjoy what I'm doing. So I don't think there's necessarily, you know, there doesn't have to be. I know a lot of people pushed up, like you have to have a proper divide between work and home life. You have to have those boundaries. But I don't feel it encroaches that, that much because I enjoy it. But that, having that little bit, like you say, of just going on your holidays or whatever and coming back refreshed, yes, that needs to be on the 2023 agenda. When you come back from like, you know what it's like when you're on holiday and you'll be sitting randomly having a coffee or next to the pool or whatever. And ideas just pop into your head because you've had some time off, you've relaxed, no sleep, and you come back from holiday with like a thousand ideas. But that whole, but it's a bit like training. If you take, people always think you need to train more to be better and improve your fitness. But Mm. actually take some time away, take that rest, take that recovery. And when you come back from two, three days off, you're like, woo, five I had one of the best sessions first week back in the gym. I'd not been, I'd honestly not stepped in for two weeks. Literally fueled on cheese and mince pies. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like banging out personal best. And I was like, whoa, all those baked breeze have paid off. Yeah. Exactly, exactly the same. One of the first Peloton rides I did after Christmas hadn't had a PB for ages before it, and like that whole same thing cheese, biscuits, all that. Oh, I mean, usually I beat a PB by like one or two points. I think I was about yeah. 14 over it. Mashed like, it. Really flew through it. it There's a lot to be said about a cheese board. Personal <laughs> best. It's, it's so true. And like, I've actually noticed that with all of my members this year, everyone's been so much more, because we've come back from Christmas, reviewed how everyone felt at Christmas. Everyone has been so kind with themselves. And obviously we've done a lot of work on like relationship with food and yeah. all of this, but everyone, everyone's mindset has been brilliant in terms of, do you know what? I'm doing what I can, trying my best. Some weeks it's great, some weeks it's harder, but I'm being consistent and I'm getting there. And all of the end of year reviews that we did, all basically that same theme. And I thought this is absolutely phenomenal that everyone's coming back. Like, yeah, Christmas was good, felt good. Had some chocolate, had some cheese, slept in a bit, some Prosecco, did some walking outside. And I'm like, it's just such a nicer way to live. That's what it's about, isn't it? I've got a couple that had filled in their reviews and saying... This year, I'm not making any New Year's resolutions. All I'm doing is wanting to carry on what I'm doing. And one girl had written, like, she can't remember a time in her adult life where it's not been a list of 
drop a dress size, drop two stone, look a certain way by June. She's like, it's literally just be healthy, be happy, keep doing things, you know, that keep me ticking over. I think, wow, it's refreshing, isn't it, if you can get to a place like that. Which is kind of a resolution in itself, that yeah. you've made that total different approach to January. And that's what I remember years ago seeing this thing, and it said, look at the plan that you're on and look at the way you're eating and the way you're training and everything and ask yourself, can I do this for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, you're on the wrong plan. If the answer yeah. is yes, well then carry on because you're doing things that are sustainable and that aren't causing you stress. And it's so good that people are coming back being like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of recalibrate from oh, yeah. the same thing. So what would you say? I mean, that's so simple, so effective. Looking at someone going, do I want to do this forever? Is it realistic or is it depressing? Looking at this yeah. and thinking this is it. What would you give as like your number one top tip for someone if the resolution does involve fat loss, getting fit, you know, the basics? I would say one of the main things that I would encourage everyone to do is look at what you can do on average. So kind of like the way we look at calories, look at workouts like that. So the way you would look at weight on the scale, the way you would look at mm-hmm. all of these things that we use as factors and think, can you, what can you do on average of a month, two months, a quarter of a year? Because there's going to be some weeks you've got nothing on and you can do steps every day. You can get all your workouts in. Some weeks will be busier. Some weeks will be moderate in the middle. So I would say look at all, everything on average. So if your average is four workouts a week, be okay with it some weeks being two. But then yeah. sometimes maybe it's five. So yeah, look at the averages and what can you do consistently, not what can you do perfectly. And I think that's a great way to counteract this all or nothing mentality that a lot yeah. of us have. Whenever somebody comes to me and they're saying, you know, well, I didn't stick to my plan on Friday or Saturday, so what was the point? I just sapped it all off after that. And I say, that makes no sense. Like, let's say a month's got 30 days, and you tick those boxes for 20 of them, you know, it's pretty good. You're looking at like 70%. That's a really good, you know, your, your average behaviours are pretty good across the month. But people have, you know, cake for breakfast and then think, well, that's the day gone. Today, let's just do whatever I want for the rest of the day. And I think, oh, you'd have still been above average, wouldn't you, if you'd have just pulled it back a bit for lunch, gone and got a few more steps at night time. That's the whole thing, right? So say you wake up and you eat the bit of cake for breakfast or whatever it's like that old saying if you drop your phone on the floor what do you do you pick it up you don't drop your phone on the floor and think well I better jump on it now and really break it <laughs> like it's so weird isn't it the thought processes we get into and then but when you connect it to other things you're like yeah 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 if I got a flat tire I wouldn't be like well I better slash the other three and it's so logical yeah. I think that's super simple and one that I say a lot to the girls is what can you add in? Because when people come together, they're always talking, and especially at New Year, about what they have to stop, what they have to avoid, what are they, what must they, you know, stop eating, stop doing. And I say, what if you kept things exactly as they were, but you added in a few positives, and just saw how you went there? So you know, add in a few steps, add in some more veggies, add in a little bit more sleep, 
These are all positive habits that are going to have that knock-on domino effect that the chances are if you start adding in more veggies, you might stop eating as much after your tea because you're a bit more full with your meals because you're filling you know, your plate up with high-volume, low-calorie foods. So just little things that you can add in without thinking of anything that you need to take out when you're starting because it's just restriction, isn't it, straight away that mental block where I'm not allowed to do that. I think it's so much easier. So if you look at what you can add, so even think about it in terms of counting calories, if you're trying to get over a number with protein, fiber, water, you're yeah. like looking at it and you're like, where else can I have something else? To yeah. that number? What more can I put to this? As opposed to looking at what you should stay under. And yeah. you're like, that's me limited and stopped and like you say, restricted. Whereas if you look at what you can add, it's a much more positive way to look at it. And you yeah. think, and it's like you're coming from a point of view of gaining something. Mm-hmm. What can this fitness journey give me? What can this fat loss journey give me? What more can I have because of this rather than what do I need to lose? And a lot of the time when you add all the good things, the sleep, the veggies, a lot of the things that you were going to concentrate on cutting out fall away naturally. And you yeah. don't actively need to cut them out. Yeah. They're so simple when we chat like this. Obviously, you know, it's a lot more complex when you're dealing with people's habits and behaviours and beliefs. But kind of on paper, it's pretty simple when we're just chatting what's the best way to go about it. I suppose it is all that habits of like, I mean, so, some of the people I've worked with have had these habits and beliefs around food for 30 years. Yeah. Because it starts certainly like for a lot of my members, it started young, like it was when they were like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old that yeah, they started these behaviors around food. About because it was used to always be in the media, like when everything's about zero and diet culture was so huge. And it's hard to change, as logical as it might seem, it's hard to change that 20 years of yeah, of habits. Sure. And I think in then because I think I deal with similar you know age range to you we didn't know then the impacts that like adults have on kids with the behaviors so so many of my clients remember their mums dieting the mums body shaming themselves and that's where it stems from and I had a client recently and she was telling me her story and I felt so much anger from her towards her mum and I said, she did the best she could. She didn't know any different and you have to forgive her. And yeah. now you have to move on and start doing what you're doing for you and you can't keep holding on to this. But it gave me real food for thought afterwards, you know, where I was like, the mum would be mortified if she knew that all the diets and everything that she had in the house have now caused this, you know, spaghetti web she's got in her head now when it comes to food and her body and how she feels about herself. You know what I think though, like kind of our generation has made such a change for like kids now that are like eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, especially if you think about like certainly all of our members like during lockdown would have seen their mums still training at yeah. home. And not because they had to, because that was their way of the way kids would go on the Xbox, mums joining in and doing classes was yeah their way of connecting with their community of feeling good of having a wee bit of normality yeah. and the theory and the thinking behind it's changed so much 
to become such a a positive. And I always look at all my members, all their kids, they see their mums as being strong and fit and happy. My mum goes to the gym because that's what she likes to do. Like I go swimming, I go to dancing, my mum goes to the gym, my dad goes to CrossFit, all of these things. It's it's changed so much and it's just brilliant. I think there has been a real positive shift. There's a lot of focus in there on what's negative, social media, all this stuff. And I think well, there's been a real shift in terms of what we see in printed media. We also get to see a lot of influencers and stuff now showing what is edited, what's not real, and you know. And then I think we are much more aware of how our behaviours are going to impact little yeah. people around us. But like you said, 30 years ago, Parents didn't know that. They did the best they could yeah. with what they had at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I could talk to you all day about it, but <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> I wanted um, to ask you about New Year's resolutions. Um, have you done any? Because I've been there and got the T-shirt. Have you done any that you look back now, you know now you well-versed in the area and go, what the hell was I doing? Oh, everything about me was, it was 100% always about what diet I was going to do. And like, see, like, did you ever do the special key diet? I mean, I've done every diet. That was a little bit before my time, I think. I think like my older sister was involved in that either. Um, but a lot of my members had talked. One of them said the Weetabix diet yesterday, which I think is just exactly the same as a special K was. Just two bowls, two bowls of special K, and then like basically like chicken and potatoes at night. And it was all the marketing around it because the women had on the absolute fabulous red swimsuit, and you're like, yeah. oh, but I mean, like how, how miserable! Like, and, and all the diets were just about super restriction and about. Yeah. See, actually, now if you calculated them out. All these things like special key diet that was supposed to be, I mean, it was very much sold like health. Massive calorie deficit. That is crazy. Yeah. What? See, we, I asked in the group, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I've done them all. Um, some that I can laugh about, some that now, you know, I look back and it really concerns me that how little thought I've cared, you know, for health, because all oh. I cared about was being thin. So I look back now and think, oh, my God, you know, the, the extremes I was prepared to go to. Um, but some of the more daft stuff, I had these, like, little patches that you put on your feet that apparently, like, you know, sucked all the fat out of your body when you were asleep. But then I was like, I'm Chinese, go to bed. <laughs> put these little patches on the sole of my feet. And you're like, it's fine, I've got these, these patches. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying. <laughs> what it was some some form of I'm guessing now fat burners from like a sunbed shop and I'm like didn't even question what was in them I'm so you'll have been rattling <laughs> it, like it basically just said weight loss on it so anything that said weight loss on it I was like all in Did it. I would spend an absolute fortune on these things it just it's crazy how much time energy money's been spent really? i asked in my members group and said oh one then hit you with like your most mental things that you've done before you've been with me the iranian army diet right so i'm like i haven't heard of this one and a few of the girls were saying oh yeah i did the iranian army diet i'm like what is it two days of eating nothing not anything apart from chicken two days of eating nothing but cut up apples 
and two days of eating nothing but cheese. Now, those two days, you know, I'm all in. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the last day, you were allowed as much salad as you wanted. What, where you're saying, can you look at a diet plan and say, is that going to be the rest of my life? What the hell? I'm going, one of the girls who said it to me, I said, you mustn't have been able to have a shit. <laughs> I was going to say, there's not a bit other than the day with the two days of apples. There's <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's, you go from zero fibre to <laughs> you eat apples constantly for two days. Like, oh my God. That is, go- that is going to mess with your schedule. It's like, crazy, isn't it? Crazy. And the, the best one, the one that's made me laugh the, the most was when one of the girls said she'd bought Fat Boss earrings off Amazon. Earrings? Amazing. I just thought a lot of the time with the diets, right, I can answer for the girls and I'll say it's just a calorie deficit, mate. They've swapped food out. It's a calorie deficit. Fat loss earrings? Nah, beyond me. I'm like, I have no idea how they sold that to you. It's almost like some sort of magnet or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Mag- I don't know. But I, it was making me laugh thinking about um because we do laugh about it. Because we can laugh about it now, because we're not doing it now. So you can look back and laugh, can't you? But I'm going, sit and eating your dominoes with your magnetic fat loss earrings. <laughs> but, you, but that's what we did. It wasn't even uh, as if you stuck to these things. Like, uh, there will have been people on your Iranian diet, your Iranian army diet, that were like, they ate the chicken all day and then got to nine o'clock at night and were like, oh, phone the yeah. dominoes, got a chippy or something. Do you know what I mean? And you've spent all yeah. day eating nothing but... Chicken or apples. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it'll be good, though. Like, I'm sure people listening to this podcast will have other ones that we've never heard of. So if that's the case, reach out and let us know. Yes, let us know. So, I mean, it's good to have a laugh after the event. If you're doing them currently, let us know and we'll give you a slap around the face and talk you (laughs) out a bit. (laughs) If you have bought weight loss earrings, let us know. Yes. <laughs> so Dex, if people are going to reach out to you, where can they find you on social media? Um, so I am Transfigure Fitness. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um on there, you know, as regularly as I can be. And that's my New Year's resolution to, to show up more on my social media. <laughs> well, if you've got a, any ideas or anything that you would like us to chat about if you've got any questions or if you have tried anything that is just unsustainable with your diet you can reach out to Bex at Transfigure Fitness or you can find me at Jules Duncan Coaching but we would love to hear from you so do reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook.